Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Ashley Hollis. God, we just thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for what you've done in this year. God, as we remember your faithfulness, as we remember who you've been, God, the rock that you've been in every situation that we've walked through, the peace, the comfort, the love. God, I thank you for fulfilling our spaces and our homes and our cars and our workplaces, even today with who you are. God, I pray that as we go into this message, God, as we go on a journey and remembering who you are and who you've been to each of us, God, I just pray that you would speak fresh to us today. God, as we celebrate your name and the power of your name and what it carries, God, I just pray that you would be glorified through all of this. God, I pray that you would would speak through me. God, that it would be your words, not my words, that would translate through these screens. God, we love you. We trust you in your name. Amen. 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 Well, I am so beyond excited to be able to share with you today. We are going to take an incredible last Sunday of 2020, and we are going to remember today the faithfulness of God. I was really excited when Elijah and I were talking through this Sunday and we, when he asked me if I would share, I was really excited. I was praying, God, what do you want to speak? God, what do you want to impart to us? We are closing out a monumental year. It has been crazy in every respect of the name. I think a lot of things have been overturned and upturned and things have felt so wild and we're bringing that year to a close and as I was really praying through today through this message praying God what do you want to speak to us today as we prepare for 2021 and today I would love if you would go on a journey with me through 2020 Now, just before you think, oh my goodness, Ashley, I'm not sure if I want to go back and walk through this year. Listen, I have been very challenged as I've been reading my Bible this year. I've been very challenged by the fact that God calls the Israelites to remember where he's brought them through, to remember his faithfulness through every situation. That's why, and you know, this is crazy because the very first Sunday that COVID hit back in March, I remember getting out our manager and I remember sharing with the church about the faithfulness of God and how God calls us to fill these jars is what he called the Israelites to do is to fill their manna jar with things that would be memories and miracles that would go on through the generations. And I challenged our church to begin to do that to begin to fill a manager. I pray you've done that. If you haven't, hey, new year, new tradition, go get a cool jar today or take an empty glass jar you have at your house, maybe a mason jar, wash it out and get it ready to be your manager. But before we even get started today, I wanna throw it back and I want you to check out a portion of that sermon where I shared about God calling us to remember the miracles he's done. Check this out. 
When we had the manager out the other day, Anne had grabbed this out and she took it upstairs. And we were like, Anne, what are you doing? And, and we keep our manager right in our office so that the kids can grab it and we can tell them stories. It comes out of this scripture where God told the Israelites to put manna in a jar. And when they put manna in the jar, it was to tell generations to come of the faithfulness of God. And so Elijah's family had started manna jars when he was young, and they would be able to tell stories to him of all that God had done in their family and how he had provided for them and how he had healed Elijah when he was young and these different things that he had done in their lives. And so we carried on that tradition. We set up this manna jar and so we have it out for the kids to grab. And so Anne grabbed this, this little cast and she took it upstairs. And we were like, Anne, what are you doing with the cast? Like, why are you, what do you, like, you don't need that baby. Like leave that down here. And she was like, no, no, no. I'm just taking it up just in case I need it, mommy. It's just gonna go in my room just in case. I was like, Anne, you don't need this though. That's not for you because you did break your arm, but now it's just a story. Now it's not something that you need. Now it's a story of how God showed up for you. And she was like, oh, okay. And if you know Anne, she's our daughter and she's seven years old. And she's like, okay, whatever. And so she walks right downstairs and she drops it back in the manna jar. But the first thing God challenged us with in this season is, you know, there may be fear and anxiety and doubt that you have from previous experiences. Maybe it's something that you've walked through. Maybe it's something you've seen a close friend or family member go through and you carry that fear and that anxiety into our present day circumstances, into the situation that we find ourselves in. Have you carried that fear and anxiety here because I believe that today God wants us to leave that behind. He wants us to leave that fear and that anxiety away from us. I remember the times that Elijah and I got married and I spent that time in the hospital. I remember the time that we transitioned and we said, God, how are you going to provide? And you know, this manager is full of all of the ways God spoke to us. This is a time we're going to be forceful in how we move the kingdom of God forward because there are still lives that need to be transformed. There are still individuals that need to be surrounded. There are still those who are sick that need to be prayed for. There is still such a job for us to do church and the mission of God and the mission of our church to transform a city does not stop with a situation. It does not even waver or change. We just get a bit more intentional and a bit more creative with the ways we do it. There is so much power in remembering the miracles God has done. It builds our faith and our trust and our hope that if I've seen him do it before, I can believe him to do it again. And I know I'm going out of order and I know that sermon was in March, but I wanted you to understand where this sermon is coming from because there is power in us remembering what God's done. And now I want to take you back to January. If you've been at Change for a little while, you know that it is very, very important to us to title our year. We love to do this as a church. Elijah prays every year and says, God, what are you speaking to our church 
for this year? What are you calling us to do? And he shares it with us as a central staff and our coordinators, our dream team. He speaks that into us. This is God's vision for our church this year. And we use that as a filter through which we are going to make decisions. We don't just decide, is this an awesome event or not? We don't just decide. We take that filter and we say, God, you called us. And in 2020, he called us to a year of unveiled wonder. A year where God was going to reveal himself in an incredible way. And if we go back to this sermon in January, I want to start with this scripture. The first scripture that Elijah shared from the series, Unveiled Wonder. What a fitting scripture as we reflect over this. If you have your Bibles with me, would you open them up? Romans 8, 17 through 21. And it says this, starting in verse 17. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in, the suffer in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Verse 18, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from the bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Wow, what a prophetic verse going into 2020. Who would have thought, let us not compare our present sufferings to the glory being revealed in us. We have been through some pretty crazy present sufferings in 2020. But that does not compare to the glory that's been revealed in us, the faith that has been built up in us. I want you to go back to this very first sermon, Unveiled Wonder, in January of 2020. Check out what Pastor Elijah had to say. Did you know that God is preparing things for you? This is a season where God is about to reveal who he is in your life. And maybe he already has. There are a lot of things that we're already stepping into in 2020. I'm like, baby, it's, it's only January. It's only January, and we're already seeing his hand at work. Maybe you haven't yet seen it, and you're just living on the promise. You're like, all right, I'm just believing that this is going to be a year. This is going to be a year where God reveals. He unveils his power. And let me just tell you, this is going to be, um, this was a message that God just put on my heart because God is prepping. Look at your neighbor say, God is prepping. He's not done yet. He's not done yet. Don't give up and try the spoon of oregano and say, God, this is disgusting. This isn't what I signed up for. Because God's working all things together. Does that mean all things are good? No. Does that mean all things are going to feel like a benefit at the time? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There are some things that you will go through that will feel like heartache. They'll feel like, like you can't break through. They'll feel like mountains that you can't step over or around, and you'll feel totally stuck. We are trying to figure out a supernatural level on a natural level playing field. And so we're trying to figure out all the things of God and where we're headed and where we're going and we're researching and we're looking at the, the budget and we're looking at where we're going with our family and the past relationships that we've had and we're putting it all together. And according to that, 
And according to this, this should be the answer. But it doesn't work like that. And Paul said it's not about what you know. In fact, it's beyond that. Because your eyes, your ears, and your mind can't get here. They can't get here. It's a whole nother level. It's the level of being in tune with what God is revealing through his spirit. And it comes to those who love him. Unveiled wonder. How have you seen God move in your life? How has he revealed himself? Elijah talked last week about the signs God is showing us of who he is. What signs has he shown you this year? Man, as we reflect over the faithfulness, as we reflect over the wonder of God, you know, I have spent such a a desperation time this year to see the wonder of God. I think that in the midst of this pause, I remember back in March, I remember March 11th was a Wednesday when everything started shutting down. And some of you may know we also have a creative agency. And I remember getting call after call, every event, every project we had booked canceled. Everything was canceled. I remember the next day, the 12th, hey, you're not gonna be able to meet as a church on Sunday. And here we are on Thursday, what? We're not gonna be able to meet on Sunday. And I remember those times sitting and saying, okay, this is going to be a different year. This is wild. This, I could not have imagined this. I don't think any of us could. But I know that this year for me personally has been a time that I have spent in absolute awe of who God is. I have seen him walk faithfully with my family and with our church family, with friends, with clients. I have seen him walk faithfully through this season. No, it has not been easy by no stretch of the imagination, but he has shown up. His wonder and his awe has walked us through this year. And so here's what I want to do today. As we walk through just the remembrance of the faithfulness and the goodness of God, I want to share with you a few of the names of God. I have really been digging into the names of God. I've been really searching and studying. I have had such a hunger in my spirit for who God is, to know him at a new level. I've grown up in the church my whole life. And I think that I just in this time said, God, I want to know you in a fresh new way. I don't just want to read the scripture. I want to know why. I want to know how. I want to know who you are. And in this desperation and in this cry, I want to share these scriptures with you because we're going to dig in today to the names of God. If you are not familiar with the names of God, we find all through scriptures, God identifies himself with different names in the Hebrew language in the Old Testament. He identifies himself, right, with these different names based on who he is speaking to and and who he is. You know, our God remains the same, but he has a bajillion different characteristics, which is the most incredible thing about God because you can know him and you can do your devotions every day for the rest of your life until you go to heaven and you will always find a new facet of God. You will always find a new attribute of who God is. And the way he comforts you this December, you're gonna need a different type of comfort next December. And he's gonna be exactly what we need. That's the incredible thing of the God we serve. And I wanna take you to this scripture as we're starting today. 
In Isaiah 9, 6, it's talking and we're just ending this Christmas season going into the new year. And it says, for unto us, a child is born to us. A son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called ready. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Our God has so many names. Skip ahead to Revelation 1.8. Revelation 1.8 says, I am, this is God defining who he is himself. And he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who was and is and who is to come, the Almighty. I am the beginning and the end. I am the God of healing. I am the God of comfort. I am the God of peace. I am the God who avenges. I am the God who gives strength. I am. That's why it's so powerful. If you have not read Exodus in a while, man, dig into Exodus. This week, you probably got some holidays to chill. Dig into Exodus. When God talks to Moses and he says, who should I say sent me? Say, I am. I am because I am everything. I am exactly who you need. You know, in March, when COVID hit, we saw God show up in a new way. We, we saw him show up and give healing to the brokenhearted. We walked with a lot of you, and I, it can bring me to tears to think that we have walked with a lot of our church family who had COVID. A lot of our church family had family members in the hospital, potentially on ventilators, some of them in the hospital for months. We had church family that lost family members to COVID. Do you know the first name I want to talk about is the God who is our healer, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. We serve a God who heals the brokenhearted. We serve a God who has healed by his stripes. We have healed. We have contended for miracles this year as a church family, and we've seen God do miracles this year. I want you to check out this sermon from Elijah in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic. I think it was in the middle of April. We were in the red letter edition talking about the power of God. Check this out. We are underneath an authority that God is the authority. He is the righteousness, but we can't stay where we are. We have to move forward. We have to increase in our faith. James said, hey, we have to put action to our faith. And maybe some of you, you've had faith in God, but you haven't moved in it. You haven't moved in that faith of saying, I know God can work. And so I'm going to step out in faith. You know, you, you believe he's your provider, but you really haven't stepped into a life of generosity. You believe he can move and heal, but you haven't commanded any healing to take place. You know, maybe, maybe even you have a relationship with Jesus, but you haven't turned from anything that's keeping you away from being intimate with him. There's barriers in your life. There's blockades that you feel that you're just not getting into that rhythm and groove with him. And today I feel like he is calling you to a position of power. He's saying, come on, I, I want you to be in my righteousness. I want to put my righteousness on your life that when you pray, when you speak, when you speak to those mountains, they got to move. They got to get out of the way because of my righteousness on you makes your prayers 
powerful, and effective. Our God is a healer. And the amazing thing about God is like he said, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's here to heal. Maybe you're sitting here brokenhearted. Maybe you're wondering, why am I where I am? What's going on in my family? I've lost loved ones. Maybe you're sick this week. Hey, maybe someone in your family is sick. I mean, you need to call and pray and call upon Jehovah Rapha, the God who is the healer. By his stripes, we are healed. I encourage you, dive in to the healing of God. The next name of God that I want to jump into it. And I want to show you this book. This is actually what I've really been digging into. It's a devotional. If you're looking for a good devotional, it's been great. The Hundred Names of God um, by Christopher Hudson. I literally just found it on Amazon. And I was like, you know what? I need a good devotional. It's short, but I'm telling you, I have dug into these names of God and seeing the Bible stories where when you and I read it, it says, and God said, And when you go back, it says, and the healing God says, and the God who comforts says, and it is incredible to see the names of God. The next name I want to talk to you about, and again, I'm not a Hebrew scholar, so if I mispronounce this, you do not need to send me an email. I fully understand I might not be pronouncing it right, okay, but I'm going to give it a try. I've done a little research. We'll see how I do. The next name of God I want to talk about is Theos Pas Paraclesis. Theos Pas Paraclesis, the God of all comfort. The scripture I want to read to you. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. That's 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. You know, in the midst of this year and everything's gone virtual, we have seen some incredible things happen in our takeover ministry. I just want to give Doc and Kirby and their team a massive shout out for taking a youth ministry virtual. We cannot say thank you enough for loving the next generation. Elijah and I were youth pastors for 10 years before we launched Change. And and I remember people asking us when we were leaving, wow, so you're going to go, you know, plan a church and be the lead pastor. Okay, so are you not going to be doing things with the next generation? And I remember Elijah saying, no, the next generation will forever be at the core of our church. Because if we want to shape the future, we have to shape those who hold it. And Doc has stepped up and risen to the occasion. This has been a year where he has used his story and his testimony to absolutely empower and comfort the youth that are going through things. I mean, they've come out of their schools. Now they're not, you know, able to be with their friends. They can't do their sports. And I am telling you, there are youth that are angry. There are youth that are in rough homes. Some of you in our church, you work with students that you know are going through the hardest of hard days. 
And I have been so honored to be able to lead next to Doc and Kirby and to see the way Doc has spoken from his personal story, the way God comforted him through his life and directly to give that comfort to the students that he's ministering to. Would you check out this message that Doc spoke a couple months ago about masks? Check this out. When I was 15 years old, when I was mad young, like some of you guys, I lost my brother to street violence. That was one of the saddest things I ever had to go through. And the craziest part was just hearing the stories about how my brother begged for his life before the person took it away from him. The pain that I felt was crazy and it felt like I would never get through this. And that's where my deep issues started. Anger, a lack of love, and trust. So anytime I had to deal with those issues, I would hide it. Hey doc, how you been? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Everything flowing. Little do they know, my house is caught on fire. Hey, yo doc, you want to come over for dinner? Man, I, I think I got to work, man. Little do they know, I would say things like, hey man, when people are nice to me, they can't be trusted. And when it came to love, it was very hard because I was upset that my brother got murdered because I dealt with those things and those deep issues the wrong way for so long because I kept putting on the mask to hide those things and pretend like nothing was there. Psalms 34, 18 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves who are crushed in the spirit. I know you're dealing with anxiety, and you feel like committing suicide is the answer, but for real, for real, you're just pitting on a mask. I know you might be feeling like you're not good enough because your mom or your dad decided not to be a part of your life, and you start to doubt yourself, you start to hate yourself, but on a real, for real, you just pinned on a mask. Or you might be feeling shame because you can't afford the latest fashion like some of your other friends and the people you see on Instagram and you start to feel even more shameful because they started teasing you about it. But on a real for real, you just pinned on a mask. You see, it's very important that we get this because the devil wants to keep us from knowing God's deeply love and the courage to move forward when life gets hard. When we decide to take off the bass, you'll find out the person you've been looking for the whole time is right there. Take your mask off and see what God reveals. Amen. The God of all comfort. The God who comforted Doc in the midst of his situation. And then Doc who took that comfort and has been able to comfort students in their situations. How has God given you comfort this year? What has God comforted you through? Has it been a job loss? Has it been a lack of um, financial resources? Has God comforted you as your loved one was in the hospital? Has God comforted you as you've navigated to a virtual space? 
God has been a God of comfort in 2020. And you know, now it's our responsibility to take that comfort that he's given us and extend it to our families, extend it to our friends, to take that comfort and say, the way God comforted me, he can comfort you too. The way God gave me peace, he can give you peace too. You know, speaking of the next generation, I am so grateful for what Miss Kirby does with Change Kids. She has been so faithful through this entire season. Honestly, Miss Kirby has been so faithful since day one of Change Church. Day one of saying yes, she loves the students. She dreams for the students. She loves on the students. In 2020, she has had Change Kids Zoom calls and has gotten them together and talked to them. She gave them Christmas gifts this last week. They got their little Christmas packages in the mail. She and Doc made videos so that our kids could still learn about God, still learn, hide his word in our heart. You know, I remember learning that scripture actually growing up in church. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And I think it is so incredible that Miss Kirby and her team have kept that going. The next name of God I want to share with you is Lo Shanah, the God of the unchanging, the God who is un changing. The scripture in Malachi 3.6, I the Lord do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob are not destroyed. You know, Miss Kirby, she is a teacher in a school and she understood what transition our kids went through in March when all of a sudden they weren't in their schools and they weren't with their friends and they were at home and she encouraged them. Hey, listen, God is still with you and God is still going to give you strength. Check out one of the incredible messages Miss Kirby shared with our change kids. The biggest thing that I want you to take away from this story is that Jacob knew that he could face whatever came against him because he knew that God was going to be with him. Think about it. He was terrified of his brother at the beginning of the story, and he's the one who ran to him to show him love. In this pandemic time, and with everything that is going on with you guys doing school at home and all these changes, I want you guys to remember that God has your back. So our prayer is going to be really simple. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for always looking out for us, and thank you for always having our back. Amen. All right, guys, I love you, and I'll see you next week. Ms. Kirby, thank you. Thank you for pouring into our kids. Thank you for building a community that our kids love to come to. If you have kids, maybe grandkids, that are not plugged into the Change Kids community, man, click below. Get them plugged in. Show them that video. Every Sunday, we turn off church, 11, 11.30, whenever it's done. We'll turn off church and my kids say, is it time for Change Kids? Is it time? Can we turn on our Change Kids video? Create that hunger in your children's hearts. Create that hunger for the things of God. Because that scripture, literally, when, when you read that scripture, you know, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. The literal translation is, and when he is old, he can't get away from it. It's that, I know that I need God. I know that I need to get into God's presence. It's a hunger that we have the opportunity to put into our children young. Get your kids involved. You know, we moved ahead into the year. 
And we moved ahead into June and we did an incredible clothing drive at Punchline. We had so much fun. I remember that day and um, we had an awesome clothing drive. All these clothes delivered, got to go drop them off to Pastor Richard's church and help organize those and give them away. And I remember right after that, when everything broke out with protests and with riots, you remember with me, over the death of George Floyd. And I remember the conversations that we had with our church in those upcoming weeks. I remember the conversations that I had with my friends in those upcoming weeks. Conversations where I could feel the pain. I could hear the anger and the frustration. I could, I could sense that desperation. What is next. And I remember navigating that with our church. You may have been on some of the Zoom calls with us. You may have thought, man, I don't even want to get on this call, but I'm here because I want to see a different future. You know, that's what this year has been all about. It's the faithfulness of God and it's our desperation to say, listen, I don't want to do this. This is not easy. This is uncomfortable, but I want to see a different future. The name of God I want to share with you next is El Nathan Nekwama. El Nathan Nekwama, the God who avenges me. And I actually want to read you this little portion from this devotional book because I'm not sure that I could say it better. But I believe this is the God that we called upon in this time. And you know, it's not just now. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, but I am trying to say that conversations have been started, that actions have been taken, that we have decided, Hey, how do we call upon the name of God to see things differently in the future? El Nathan Nekwama. And listen to this. That the author writes this and he says, when we feel the pain of mistreatment, it is natural to fume and rant and lick our wounds. We demand explanations, apologies, and restitution. We psychoanalyze and ascribe motives. Maybe this was all a big misunderstanding. Why did she hurt me? Maybe she hurt me because she's hurting. No, she was just malicious. And before long, we are so obsessed with the ones who hurt us. We long for them to feel a similar or preferably a worse pain but only God can see people's hurts and he sees them objectively. Furthermore, he has promised to reward each person accordingly. Nothing is hidden from God and we can put our trust in this truth. No one is ever going to get away with anything, especially with hurting God's children. The God who avenges the God who stands for you, the God who stands the pain you've walked through, the feelings that you felt, the looks you've seen, the judgment you felt. Can I ask you today, can we pray, God, guard our hearts. God, keep us focused. God, keep my eyes focused on you, the God who avenges, the God who handles all, the God who judges all. The judgment seat is not a seat you and I want to sit on. The judgment seat is a seat reserved for God and God alone. And you and I are meant to love and to use our voices and to use our platforms. And I wholeheartedly believe in all of that. But I also believe that we can't take those matters into our hands. We call upon the name of God, the God 
who avenges us. Check out this message from when we were in the middle of a conversations about racial injustice. Check this out. The church being a body, you think about that. Like if you're the arm and I'm the leg, when the arm hurts, the leg knows it, right? And the leg feels it too, because you're part of the same body. Right. And I think just stepping into that, that space of empathy, you know, because I, I was talking to a couple of people that were like, I, I just couldn't watch, I couldn't watch the video all the way through. I just couldn't make myself do it. I say, you better get back on that computer and watch the whole thing through. Yeah. We have a responsibility as Christians, a responsibility of Christ followers to look and watch, to see it, to see the pain, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think we can't shy away from it. No, we can't. Cause we just can't. If we, if we all family, hey, you know, family, what family does best is they're there for each other. Mm-hmm. And they stick up for each other. That's right. Like case in point, I think, and I'm not sure if you even realize it, when we had one to, what was that, Panama? I think we was like coming back. We was coming back from there. I'm not sure where airport was at. It might've been Miami. But we was coming back and we were like walking through and they had the dogs and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So I know from that moment, like the reason why I got picked out of so- <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. So, so yeah, many- Out of everybody, like, they were honed like, in. They were honed in on me. Bring the dogs over, search my stuff. And in that moment, you was very confused like, what the heck is going on? Right. And even even then, I saw like you know, Elijah, like you, you was like, at the, you just kind of like really got came to like my defense, like, hey, what's what's going on? Like, he's not doing anything. Right. We just came from a job. Like, why? Why is this even happening? Type of thing. Right. But you know, they're taught like when they see somebody like me, like I'm automatically a threat. Mm. But he, but I felt very comfortable once you came to my defense. It was like. Okay, I'm not in this alone in this moment. As like, and as Christians, like at the end of the day, this has to do deal with a uh, heart condition. Mm-hmm. So, in yeah. racism, it's it's sin. It's a, it's oh, another yeah. form of sin. For so sure. We just have to call we have to call those things out, just like we would call out lies and you know, murder and all all those like all those kind of things that go on that yeah. we call out. And that's this is just another form of sin. Right. We have to look inside, even that, that content with how it is. And, I, you know, that, that's even a sin, just to be content with like, ah, eh, mm. it's not my thing. It's not my thing. I don't have to deal with it. Right. Yeah. We're really looking and saying, God, break my heart for this. You know, if you're not crying over this, you need to pray and say, God, break me for this because this is breaking his heart. Amen. God stands up for you and me. God creates. He is a just God. He is going to handle everything for you and for me. Those who have hurt you, those who have wronged you. Maybe it's been people at your work. Maybe it's been judgment. Maybe it's been friends at your school. I don't know who that may be, but I want to encourage you today to turn that over to God. You don't have to carry that burden. We can cast that upon him. He says, cast your cares upon him. We can cast that over to him. I want to bring our time to a close today. And I want to talk about a name of God that you may have heard, Jehovah Jireh, God, my provider.
You know, when I personally hear this name every time, I go back to the old song. I don't know if you guys grew up in church and heard the song, the Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me. Anyone remember that song? No. Also, that's why I'm not on the worship team. That's why I am here. But I remember that song, God, my provider. This year, can you remember the faithfulness of God? Can you think back over 2020? What did he call you to at the end of 2019? What is the step of faith that you took in 2019? You had no idea what 2020 was going to look like, but out of act of an obedience, you stepped out. Maybe you made a sacrificial gift in the year-end offering. Maybe you made a transition in your job. Maybe you begin to pour into the next generation. Maybe you began volunteering somewhere. I don't know what your sacrifice was, but you sacrificed and you got into 2020. How have you seen God show up? Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Aren't you grateful that we serve a God who meets our needs? He meets us where we are. He is a God who provides. He provides for us financially. I have walked through so many miracles in my life. He provides for us with our time. He provides for us with opportunities and relationships, so many different avenues of life. How has God provided for you this year? I want to jump ahead a little bit to around September. And Pastor Elijah and Sean had a conversation about the favor of God stepping into that favor of God as Sean and Robin were called to sacrifice, to step out, to do something new. And God showed up and provided for them. Check this out. We as humans, we feel as though we want to have some sort of control over it. But sometimes releasing that control could be, you know, the releasing of your breakthrough. You could be holding yourself back from the gifts that God has stored up for you. Just because these are things that are common or, you know, things that you know all the time. It's uh, it's just a releasing that has to happen in order to receive what God has. And I remember uh, we were sitting in our living room, Robin and Doc, and I told Robin and Doc, I said, yo, I'm gonna honor God with a sacrificial offering. Didn't have the money (laughs) at the moment. (laughs) I said, but on this day, I'm gonna make a sacrificial offering. I want you guys to hold me to it. Literally 20 minutes later, God started honoring that sacrifice. Oh my goodness. 20 minutes. In 20 In minutes. In 2020. <laughs> God's got a sense of humor. You know right, he does. Right. He's like, okay, about now. Boom. <laughs> right. So he started raining down that favor, and that's been like the start of this journey. And it's like, wow. okay, God, so even though I didn't release funds from my pocket, but I just obeyed with my heart and with mm. my faith. This is where you show up, or this is how you show up. Yeah. So it's like, okay, God, if that's the case, let me see how far this goes. Come let on. me get reacquainted with it. Yeah. And um, I started being faithful with our ties and with our offering, and we went beyond that. We started blessing other people. It's like, hey, listen, you know, we don't necessarily have all the income. We're not rich, <laughs> um, but we want to sow into people. And the more we sowed into people, we started seeing God honor that, and not from a a place of, okay, I'm gonna put $100 here. All right, God, where's my $100? Right. I assure you, it doesn't work that way. Right, that's the misconception. Very big misconception. Yeah, you talk about favor, and there is a misconception about favor, I feel like, especially, you know, the church gets a bad rap because of either stuff that 
others have heard or mm -hmm. they've put on TV or whatever. And so you get this concept of favors like give to get. Right. Give money, get money. Right. It doesn't and work that way. So yeah, talk about favor, man, because you know, me and you both know it's not just the money. Right. You know? And th that's the big misconception. People believe if you sow a hundred dollars, you can immediately go to God and say, God, where am I gonna find this hundred dollars that I just sowed? But really, honestly, being faithful and being obedient with your sowing, that's where God's gonna drop favor. He's gonna drop opportunity. He's gonna drop grace. I remember, I, I, I believe in my heart, because of my giving, I had an opportunity to work from home. Man. I feel as though that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't faithful. And I feel like God rewards and he honors and he gives you unlocked favor. His resource is so much different than ours, but it's so much better. So better. Because sometimes we even pray those prayers of like, God, give me what we think we need. You know, give me this material item or give me, you know, the better house or the better car. Right. We think there's going to be like a end result to our happiness and we're going to arrive. Right. But we never do. Right. You never do. Yeah. Wow. It's until you, you trade for his resource to understand that what's in his hand is so much greater than what's in ours and even what we're asking for. Right. Jehovah Jireh. God has been our provider. God has provided for us as individuals. He has provided for our families. You know, I love when Sean is talking about how God provided him with a church family. When he felt called out to step out on the water, God provided him a church family. God has provided him an opportunity to, even this year in the midst of COVID for a while, he's working from home. God provided over his creative business. God provides. He is the provider for you and I. And I, I want to share with you this. I'm so excited to look into this um, last name of God. And I want you to look at this one with me. It is El Rakam. El Rakam. Are you ready for this? The compassionate God. The God of compassion. The God whose heart breaks for his people. Do you ever feel that feeling? You know, I, I pray often and I'm, I'm gonna cry um, thinking of this. I pray often, God, allow me to see people as you see them and allow me to hear people as you hear them. And it has absolutely shifted the way I go through my day. There are so many times I have somebody who might be frustrated, who might be like, you know, yelling about something or somebody's delivering something and they're stressed and frustrated or somebody going through the store and, and there are so many different people, maybe someone on the street, I need this, give me that. All the, all the words, all the words that come. And I pray, God, help me to hear as you would hear. You know, when Jesus was walking, he, he, I remember the scripture where he said, what you did to the least of these, you did to me. Because he's a compassionate God. He loves people. There is no hierarchy. There is no class system. He loves everyone. May we be a people who are compassionate. You know, this year, Lauren led us. Man, she led us in our outreach from clothing drives to coat drives to blanket making to serving meals to all the different aspects of community outreach. We had the opportunity to do that. Why? Number one, because Jehovah Jireh provided, because he provided through a lot of you to be able to give to the COVID-19 relief fund, 
because we were able to invest back into our city because of El Rakam, the compassionate God, that we grab hold of that trait of God, the compassion of God, and we carry it out to our city. I want you to check out this video from Lauren. And this was from right after we had done the clothing drive and we had the opportunity to go serve at Pastor Richard's church. Check this out. We are here at Faith Assembly of God out in the Northeast. We are able to partner with Pastor Richard's church here and they're doing some incredible, amazing things to meet the simple needs that are so prevalent right now in our society. We were able to come out here today and organize and get clothes ready for them to set out on the street for people to come in and get ready for the summer and get new shoes and just, you know, kids are growing and people don't have the privileges in a lot of areas to order and go online. And so we were able to come and get everything ready for them um, to put out for people to come by. And loads of trucks came and unloaded food. Um, and it's been such an honor. His church feeds thousands of people Monday through Friday. Lines around the church coming here to get their simple daily needs met. And it was so cool for us to come um, and such an honor for us to be a part. I want to thank everybody in our Change Church community for everything that you give, everything that you do to allow us to come out and, and partner with other people and make these circumstances brighter and in the slightest simple ways that we can. So thank you for your giving. Thank you for your time and your support. Thank you for everybody who served. It means so much. The small things make a big impact. So thank you, um, Change Church. We love you and we're praying for you. To our leaders, to those who have shared in change this year, from the kids to the youth, outreach, worship, those of you who have financially invested in the kingdom of God, I want to say thank you for making a year like this possible. Thank you for creating a space that we can see God move. And we don't just hear about God. We don't just read about God. We have tangibly seen the attributes of God come into our lives this year. And now we get the opportunity for a brand new year, 2021. Now I know some of you are sitting there and you are literally counting down the days. You are like, praise God, we are coming out of 2020 and we're going into 2021. Can I encourage you as we step into this new year? It's a new year, but it's the same God and he has the exact same attributes in you and I. He wants to pour into us. He wants to provide for us. He wants to love us. He wants to heal in our situations. He wants to comfort us when we go through pain. He wants to show compassion on us. He wants to be steadfast and almighty in every situation as we go into 2021. And I want to encourage you with a couple of things today. Number one, I want to encourage you, man, pray for a hunger for God as we go into 2021. Don't just live on someone else's word. Don't just live on, well, this is what I heard. This is what I was told. Man, pray for that hunger. I prayed, God, make me so desperate that I wake up early. And can I tell you, Elijah sets his alarm and, and he's told you before he sets his alarm early, four o'clock in the morning. And there have been some times that I've woken up at like 345, 350. And I'm like, whoa, I beat Elijah up and I'm there waiting. I'm like, oh, good morning. And I think I'm a little bit much in the morning probably. And I, I will own that. But I'm like, I have prayed for that hunger of God. 
pray for that this week. Pray, God, make me desperate for you. Number two, start your mana jar. How has God been faithful in your life this year? God has been so faithful in our church, but he's been faithful in our individual lives. In our individual families, he has been faithful. Don't get so run by the media. Don't get so run by the next story and the next thing we're waiting for that you forget to reflect. God calls us to reflect on where he's brought us through and who he's been in our lives. So take time this week, reflect, get a journal. Maybe you need to get a journal and write it. Maybe you need to get a devotional to do. Maybe you need to do something like that. Do something different. One of my favorite quotes of all times is this. If you wanna see something you've never seen, you have to do something you've never done. Don't expect 2021 to look any different if you don't do anything different. 2021 will look the exact same. If you allow 2021 to run you, it will be crazy. But you can step in. You can do something different. You can make the decisions. I'm gonna do my devotions in the morning. And the last thing I wanna challenge you with is to title your year. You know, the scripture says, the power of life and death is in the tongue. If you've known me for a hot second, you know I am a very positive person, sometimes to a fault, I own that. Sometimes I am overly positive, but I love to be positive because I love to look ahead at what potential is. I would rather look at possibilities than problems. I would rather look at that. And every year at Change Church, we challenge everyone, hey, take a week, take this week, Maybe you want to fast. You definitely need to pray. But whatever that looks like for you, what are you going to title your year? You know, we have the opportunity to speak something over our new year. Some people in our church, the word was action. Some was forward motion. Some was life-giving. Some release. There have been so many different words. We just had a conversation with our staff a couple weeks ago. What was your word for 2020? How have you seen God do it? And we had some laughs and we had some tears thinking, wow, we had no idea what 2020 was gonna look like whenever God gave us this word to title our year. And so I encourage you this week, take some time to pray. God, what are you gonna do in my life this year? And title your year. Maybe for you, it's a year of rest. Maybe you're gonna lead out of a place of rest. Maybe it's a word of health. Maybe it's strength. Maybe it's love. Maybe your home is gonna be a haven. I don't know what God's gonna speak to you, but I know he's gonna speak to you because he's been speaking for thousands of years. That's who he is and he's still speaking today. And I wanna pray over us before we go today. I wanna pray that God would remind us of his faithfulness. And I wanna pray that God would give us strength as we go forward into 2021. I'm gonna pray that God will speak directly to you, a word that he has for you this year. I am believing that. I am believing new birth over some people. I'm believing healing. I'm believing freedom. I'm believing provision over some people that are watching this today. God wants to do something new in our lives. Let's make ourselves available for that this week. Would you pray with me today? If you feel comfortable, would you just raise your hands? 
just as an act of surrender, just to say, God, I'm surrendering this year to you. God, I'm surrendering what 2020 was and God, I'm surrendering what 2021 can be. God, I'm giving that over to you. God, I just thank you right now for who you've been in this year. You've been our provider. You've been our healer. You've been our strength. You've been our comfort. God, you have been exactly who we needed. Even when we didn't know what we needed, God, you've met us where we are and that's who you are. And God, right now, I pray that you would speak to each individual. God, as we take time this week to pray, what is our word for this next year? Prophetically, God, what are you speaking over our year? What are you calling us to become? What are you going to grow inside of us? God, we don't know what it's going to be, but we're anxiously awaiting what you're going to do in our lives. Because God, when you do something fresh in our lives, you do something fresh through us. God, the outreach will go further. God, our families will be stronger. Our homes will be havens. God, you are going to do things through us that is beyond what we could ask or imagine. And God, we just grab hold of your promises right now. I pray for every individual that is watching this message that you would speak straight to the heart. God, help them to know beyond a shadow of a doubt what you're calling them to for 2021. God, give us a week of rest. Give us a week of strength. Remind us of who you are. And God, I just pray in 2021 that you would show up in a new and fresh way. God, you're the same God, but you keep showing up in new ways. And God, we make ourselves readily available. God, we we ask that you would tune our senses to hear, to see like you hear and see. God, we love you. We trust you with this week. God, we trust you with 2021. Thank you for being the God who's in control. In your name we pray, amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.